It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. Might be a day late, and maybe that's a good thing. So we have time to uh, settle in with this very difficult loss by the Avalanche to the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we'll break this all down as well as discuss tonight's game, Stanley Cup rematch against the Tampa Bay Lightning. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. And uh, apologies for the delay. We, we wanted to do this yesterday, but... When uh, the president is talking and you work for a, uh, a television and radio station, it's tough to get away from that. Is that yeah. as, as Mr. Sullivan has learned firsthand? Yeah, they they kind of need you there for that. So, <laughs> so that one. yeah. Um, all right. So why don't we dive into this game? We'll get to the Tampa Bay game later. We'll get to our sound check, which uh, we'll get to later, obviously. Uh, but we'll start with just the overall thoughts of this game. And usually we record moments after you know a game is over. And we've recorded after games like that have happened. Um, when you've been doing this for a few years, games like that are, are going to happen. But sometimes it is a little bit better to, to stand back and kind of maybe take a big picture. It doesn't, doesn't ease the pain of a loss like this. But maybe like you can collect your thoughts a little bit better and talk about it in a more direct uh, way than just the anger taking over for a game like that. Because the Avs, I don't want to say you never have when it's a one to nothing game in the in the game of hockey, you never have it that yeah. it's just you know in in the, the the in your grasp and and victory is you know it, it, it's never guaranteed when you have a one nothing lead. It's never guaranteed when you have the three to one dreaded lead. That's the beauty of this game, but that's the the frustration of it when you're on the losing side like the Avalanche were as they give up uh, a goal late and then lose it in overtime, 2-1 to one to Pittsburgh. What's your thoughts? You know, uh, our episode leading into the Pittsburgh game, we were talking about winning that first period and carrying the momentum all the way through the game. Mm-hmm. Neither team did that. Um, right. The Avalanche got on the board in the second period, and you brought up the point that Russ was going to be a factor in this game, well, do we know that it would be Brian <laughs> yeah, Rust? Different kind of Rust. Yeah, sixteen twenty-two in the third period. Like you take a breath, you get that that dreaded feeling of being comfortable that the Avalanche have grown accustomed to, and they breathe for a second and they let the game get tied up. Where it honestly, if you look at like the stats, kind of favor the Avs. We'll get to that in a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. You had opportunities to put this game away, and you you didn't. And then you can't expect 
for everybody to have broken hearts with the result when you left a lot on the table, you took your third period break, yeah. and then overtime, that goal was interesting. Well, I mean, the, the frustration part for me is like how Pittsburgh tied it up. Yeah. And and with, with Pablo Franco's kind of like making a dive for the puck, you know, if you need to do that as a goalie, and that's going through your head, Again, never played the position, but if I, I feel like I need to dive to to get this puck, you know, just you know, shuffleboard it away, maybe I should not do that because for, for multiple reasons. Number one, it's going to immediately put you out of position. And are you really going to get that much oomph on the thing to get it so far beyond where a, a, a player is on the opposing team where they can't collect the puck and then what happened happened. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, yeah. it's, you're not going to disrupt the play that much by you getting on your stomach and trying to, to just push to nudge really a puck. <clears throat> it's, you know, if, if you want to come out of the zone and you're on your skates and you want to like just fling it up the boards or something like that. Okay. I mean, I would rather have that then you flailing to try to knock a puck that's only going to it's not going to have a lot of mustard on it and it's not going to go very far and and what has what happened you put yourself so far out of position now you're scrambling to get back you don't know where the puck is and it's a goal that's what annoyed me more than anything because they didn't get a goal on just a solid play by them and or just a, a solid like bar down shot or something like that they got it on that yeah and then you go to overtime where absolutely anything can happen. And the Avalanche are on a power play, uh, obviously a four on three. McKinnon hits the post again. So, I mean, they had opportunities and then, and then, you know, Pittsburgh puts it away. So for 50 plus minutes, the Avalanche played a great game. Yeah. The only thing they couldn't do was put more pucks in the net and you had one, you know, lapse in, in judgment, and then you go to overtime. And and when Pittsburgh's in a position like that, that's exactly what they were looking for. Get some sort of greasy goal, and then when we can get to three-on-three, three, anything's possible. And usually you want to use that goalie poke and, you know, that additional little – you want to use that towards, like, the first period, the second period, where you mm -hmm. can get in the mind of your opponent that, hey, I'm not taking this thing in too close – because he's already going to be poking it. He's already he's out there trying to muck it up. Mm -hmm. So you want to clear it up. You yeah. don't use that late because especially with a one goal lead, like you, you don't play that reckless towards the end. So it's iffy. Um, I don't know why. And then even the overtime goal, like there was bodies, there were there was commotion, and you're going down. I, I'm, I've, I'm telling you, we've had a day to think about this, and I have replayed how he went down curling like an alligator on a shot that you could just take straight on. He was beat and fooled, and I'm still scratching my head about yeah, it. Yeah, it was just... <clears throat> For like I said, for for fifty plus minutes, like you really didn't have a problem with how the they were outplaying yep. Pittsburgh at every turn. But once again, these third period struggles 
continue. This time it was later in the third. It wasn't pretty much for the duration of the third. Yeah, Pittsburgh stepped up their game in the third. Yeah. They definitely and again, you have to. You can't just keep doing things the same way and, and expecting a different result. You have to change your uh, your tempo, your speed. You just have to do differently. And they were. Um, I give the Avs a little bit of credit here for for at least getting more shots on net in the yep. third because the, these other uh, games where, where they're just falling apart in the third, they're not getting a lot of shots. At least they had double digits and shots. But you just want to see them when they i mean you can when you're out there you know that the other team is is pressing and and maybe the ice is tilted a little bit in their direction you i keep saying this you just want something or someone to just rise up and we know who those people are and nathan mckinnon was great all night it was great all night and he had that fantastic goal and that was it for the apps but there were so many just opportunities that I don't want to say always, but a lot of the times we're just used to the avalanche when they throw that many shots on net. I think they had 30 after two periods. It's like, okay, sooner or later, you just keep playing like this and the dam is going to break. And it never did. I guess some of that is is credit to, to Casey, to Smith, but I don't want to be giving credit to him. <laughs> the avalanche are better than, than that. And they, they should be beating him nine times out of 10. Oh, your mic's off. I can't hear you. So. I don't know. Fix that. You know what we'll do? We'll hear from um, FanDuel, and then uh, Kyle will get his, hopefully, his microphone fixed. But FanDuel.com this year, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And we are really excited about our new sports book betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. So you can download the FanDuel app now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet and you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. We are right around the corner. I mean, usually you get like excited for like right around now. Do you get like like the butterflies in the stomach for the Super Bowl? Even though like you, like your team's not in it, you still get a little bit. You have to get excited for the Super Bowl. Yeah, around media days, you really get excited. Yeah, you have to. You have to. So, um, but I, I I'm still I'm still on that hating Kansas City. You know, and, and it's weird because, like, I kind of do like Patrick Mahomes. Like, he seems like a good guy. I just don't want Kansas City to win. I plead the fifth Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Uh, so join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cash Back Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, 
This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. All right. So uh, before you had your difficulties, I don't know if you were going to go down some road there, but uh, take it away, sir. Yeah. And it, and it will, uh, it goes hand in hand with us doing a deeper dive at like the stats and everything. You mm-hmm. brought up the fantastic point of you had opportunities. Yep. You, you can't log 40 plus shots and go on four power plays and walk away with one goal. Mm-hmm. Um, especially uh, we, uh, we talked on Monday's episode, the defense for Pittsburgh is really good. But the Avalanche on paper are theoretically better, especially with how they've been scoring and really getting things going again. You shouldn't be leaving all those opportunities out there. And we can't sit here with a day of separation saying these two moves by Francois are the real head scratchers. No, you gotta you got to be scoring it. At will, honestly, in that first and second period, you shouldn't be leaving goose eggs in the first period. No, I mean, like they, they were everything about you. Just look, if you just looked at the stats over the first, you know, two periods, you would, and you, then you see the score. Yeah. You're like, how is that possible? I mean, the ads were doing everything right. They were playing great defense. Um, shots on goal, like, you know, I got in front, I think it was like 30 to, to 15 or 16 uh 29 to 16 after two so like they were getting tons of shots on net um they were preventing pittsburgh from getting really good looks i threw the the corsi and the fenwick up on twitter when we were talking about it how pittsburgh had 16 shots on goal but their corsi and fenwick was closer to the avalanche so that tells you that a lot of shots that were directed towards the net were not on net so the Az were playing good defense. They were keeping things outside the dots. They really weren't letting Pittsburgh get into the house or anything. Like it, it you had really no complaints except the score. Yeah. And it just kind of, you know, uh, this time it was just a couple plays that you can pinpoint that just make you just go, ugh. <laughs> and and two little two additional stats that'll really bother you. The Avalanche won the faceoff percentage. They did. And the score was two to one. Kale McCarr was minus two. Sam Gerard was a plus one. Yeah. So, so you can sit on that one. All the, the <laughs> just the, yeah. the Sammy G haters, or the plus minus people. Yeah. Yeah, and the plus minus people for sure. Yep. But you and you had the scary looking injury to like Kale McCarr going just out. Going to get to that. And, yeah, that's We're just going to get to that. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about that. Understandably so. Jeff Carter with the hit to Kale McCarr's head. And McCarr goes right down. Um, he eventually he gets up on his own, um, goes back to the bench, goes into the locker room because the spotters spotted it and made him go through the concussion protocol. He did come back. Um, but I think a lot of people are uh, rightly and understandably, understandably so like mad about that specific hit and it it was to me like clearly unnecessary um i I know a lot of people think like i think it was it was egregious into the point where he was intending to hit him i don't know if he was intending to hit him there but he was tending to blindside hit him so to me it doesn't matter if the intent was there it's the end result the end result is you hit a guy in his head 
Yeah. And and there, there can be a lot of times where you don't mean to do that. I'm not saying that's what, what Jeff Carter did. I think Carter intended to hit him high and maybe like right under the, I think he intended to do it. Um, and it was blindsided and it was from Makar's back end. And when he goes down like that, and then for the refs to say afterward that it was a collision between the two of them, what in the world are you watching? You clearly missed that play and that's your excuse. And now the, I believe department of player safety is kind of just washing their hands of this and not doing a thing to not, I, I don't, I don't think that was suspendable. No. If you know, but if you're going to hit a guy in his head intentional or not, I think you need to, to at least find that because that, that will, will at least, and, and, you know, the fines are pennies to these guys. Right. But I think that will kind of like let players know, even if you don't mean to do it, you need to, you need, just like you're always, you're always supposed to be in control of your stick or that's a penalty. You're always supposed to be in, in, in control of where you're going to hit a guy. And there are going to be moments where, you know, if a guy's is, is bent down or something like that and you don't intend to do it, then we can have that conversation. Makar wasn't doing that. Makar was not bent over. He wasn't bent at the waist. He was standing upright and he was making some sort of play on the puck, but he, it wasn't on a stick. And Carter, Carter clipped him right in the head. And whether or not it was intentional, I don't care because he did it. And it should have been a penalty and maybe even a fine. I don't know if the fine would happen because you see what Jacob Truba's getting away with right now, and it's highlight real stuff. Um, well, yeah, he's been yeah. on a rampage all year. Um, and, and well, at least the one on Kadri that was a clean hit. I mean, it was it was hard, but and that the, was a clean hit. And when you're looking at Jeff Carter when he's coming in at Kale, and I'm not defending um, the Penguins, by the way, mm. um, just throwing that out there, but. The way he was skating in there, I think he was trying to get he was going to go in there hard, but I don't know. I don't think he was planning on Kale turning into him. It looked like he was trying to get between because <clears throat> the puck was coming out. It looked like he was right. trying to get into the boards, get that position on Kale before he turns around, but Kale turns around right into him. Right. So it just it kind of happened that it way. It happened right. So I don't know if a fine would have ever come down, but when it comes to the uh, position of he was concussed because of your hit, it's and something I, that needs to be called into review. Yeah, and and I think Cam McCarr came back to play, and and you know the that's kind of why Depart Department of Player Safety is going to be like, well, what are we, what are we finding? Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't injured. He came back into the game. What are we going to find? You're going to find a hit to the head. And I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just. I, I ever since this went down with football, however many years ago, I have true. just been a a you know a big proponent of you need to protect guys' heads. I'm sorry. Like it's just I, I I'm not okay with it. And I, I understand that sometimes the the accidental hit in the head will happen. Um, this wasn't that so much. Um, but like I said, even if it was, I think. You got to hit the guys in, in the wallet to say, like, you need to be more aware of what you're doing and where you're going to hit these guys because this it, is going to be the end result. And you need to make this a mandate, not an individual, like, mm -hmm. like we br just brought up Truba and the Jeff Carter hit. Like, two different instances, two different outcomes. Just make it a mandate. If you're going high, anything above the shoulders, doesn't matter. 
we're not playing that game yeah. because we're avoiding stories <laughs> like Bo Byram. <clears throat> and you yeah. just make it a mandatory, hey, that was a high hit. You know the rule. It's a league mandate. And this is your 10,000, 5,000, whatever fine. You just it's like so small. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like 2,000. It's some weird number. Like, but make it universal to the point yeah. that you know going in, I have to start going low because this I, is going to be called and people I, are going just, to be talking about it. Just extend it like you do with be in control of your stick. Yep. How many times is, is, is there an accidental stick to the face? It's still a penalty. Yep. We don't say, no, that was accidental. It's like, no, the rule is you are, you have to be in control of your stick at all times. You have to be in control of your checks at all times. Yep. And if it goes high, it's a penalty. And if we have to get, and if it's, you know, egregious, it's a, it's a suspension and or fine. So Kale McCarr has already waved off one penalty this year and he's tried to wave off one <laughs> concussion this year. He is. Yeah. He's going for it. What kind of hat trick is that? <laughs> Who are we going to name that hat trick after? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to, the, we'll the have to figure that one out. The hat trick or something? I don't know. Um, so, and then you had Bo Byram come back. Well, we'll get to him in a minute. Um, so we'll talk about that. And then there, there were, this is almost comical. It's like when we get guys back, it's like, okay, who's, we, we yeah. you know, who are the hockey gods going to take away from us that, you know, because they gave us. And it almost happened. Yep. Almost happened twice. So uh, we'll talk about that and then get to the uh, lightning game and our sound checks as well. But first, we're going to talk about Built Bar. You know Built Bar and you love Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you have got to try Built Bar. Yes, we just got through the holidays and the new year, but you know what's coming up now is Super Bowl Sunday Mm -hmm. where the pizza wings and sodas and everything else is flying so if you want to go pig out on super bowl sunday be my guest but maybe get back on that health kick on monday and make built bar part of that health kick and what makes built bar so good for starters they're covered in 100 real chocolate kyle that is oh, right don't i know real chocolate and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut Almond. We don't know how they do it, but somehow they make these things taste like candy bars and you're eating healthy in the process. Only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to go to built.com to put your order in. If you want to feel free, but you can also go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick these bad boys up. So if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13 bar pack with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro, and you can definitely thank Kyle and I later. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cash Back Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, so yes, uh, we got Bo Byram back. We got Val Nachuskin back, and uh, Byram 
thrown right to the wolves. Uh, yep. uh, how many how many minutes did he log? He tallied a point. Mm, yeah, he got an assist. Uh, Twenty one and a half minutes. So you know, no easing him in at all. And uh, I thought he looked good. So yep. he came back, and Val Nachuskin came back. Val with 22 minutes of ice time. He was a minus one. He he seemed like he might have needed a game, which is odd because Byron's been out longer. Um, but I think maybe because Nachuskin has been out multiple times for the same injury, we think, uh, maybe he was just a little bit tentative for game one. So they're going to need him for, for this game. Yeah, and yeah. he's always, when he comes back, he always takes a game and, and he gets back in the swing of things. Yeah. Um, so like I said, like you get those guys back and it seems like the way that it's gone for the avalanche is like, okay, well we have players back who's going to get hurt. And for a moment, I thought it was Arturi Lekkonen. Um, he got hit kind of like in the instep of his foot, which can hurt. <laughs> yes. So, but he came back, he came back. It was, he kept uh, going back and forth between the locker room, like a cuckoo clock. I didn't he did know it if, twice, right? Yeah. What was and the I, other I one? couldn't get peace about it. I can't remember. What was the other one that? Uh, or no, Byram did. Byram went to the locker room because he got hit. He got hit in, in the leg too. Initially, they thought he got hit in the back, but I think it, that he, he got hit in the the foot or the lower leg as well. So, and that was early on. And he's going back into the locker room. And you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah, dude, finally comes back, and now he's going to suffer a different lower body injury. But he he came back, um, and played. I thought he played overall very well. So. Yeah. I mean, now you have to turn the page. You know what I mean? Like now you are, it is your Stanley Cup rematch in Tampa Bay. The last time you were there, you you won the Stanley Cup on their ice. They're, you know, you didn't need to do that to in order for Tampa Bay to get up for this game, uh, but they are. And, and the thing is, like, you know, the Avalanche obviously coming off that loss. We've talked about it. So is Tampa. Mm-hmm. Tampa's coming off of two losses. They have um, what was it? So they they lost to the Panthers. The first game back from the break, seven to one. I don't know what was going on there. I didn't talk to Denker about it, but um, I didn't I didn't catch any of that game. But who knows? And then they just lost to San Jose, four to three. Um, was that? And that was at home. They lost to San Jose. They're not going to be happy. <laughs> I mean, you, you can add all of the, the fanfare of it being a Stanley Cup rematch, and that will play some sort of role. But for Tampa, they want to get back. They don't want a three-game losing streak. So they have all the the kind of uh, just, you know, let, let's go after it and, and, and get back a, a W and the abs have the same feeling right now after that loss. So you're going to see two games or two teams desperate in this game playing their hearts out. I can almost guarantee you. <clears throat> the abs don't want to be seen as the defending Stanley cup champions in the last wild card spot. And by the way, this game is on ESPN. Like mm. this is a big Wednesday night hockey pomp and circumstance play the trumpets. Here they come. Stanley Cup rematch. Mm-hmm. Both teams are reeling. Both teams they need to right the ship. Yeah. And two points in regulation is something both teams need. And I feel if if the Avalanche are sitting in the locker room talking like we've been talking about this last game just like 
ho-hum, like, we got to stop doing this. No, the Avs need to be fired up for this matchup because Tampa Bay is going to be very fired up. For They're going to be. Yep, they definitely are. Um, and and it's, you know, you, you know what you're going to get from Tampa. Yep. Like, they they are still a formidable team. Um, sure, two, two losses, not like they're thrown in the towel or anything like that. Very good uh, power play team. And uh, what are they, number three in the league in their power play at 26%. They're only behind the Senators and Edmonton. And then for their penalty kill, they are right around like halfway or so. So um, just shy of 80% on their penalty kill. But we know the players that, yep. that they have. You know, they, they are a dangerous team. So the Avs, they, you don't want them to press because, you know, you want to have them feel like, okay, like we let one slip through. Yeah, we got a point, but we should have had two. Um, and now we got to press even harder because you press against this team and they will make you pay. Yep. So, you know, you, you're likely going to have Vasilevsky in net. Okay. Like he, he was, I mean, if you remember his reaction to, to when, you know, it ended and the Avs won the Stanley Cup, like he was not happy. Yeah, he was throwing sticks and stuff in the locker room. So he, if anybody, you know, the whole team is going to be up for this. He specifically will be. So I don't know. Maybe you're going to get a, a low scoring game here. Um, but the abs are going to do everything they can to, to get two points. They need it. They need it because you're right. Like what you how you started this saying, like you don't want to be known as the team that is toying that line of wild in a wild card spot out of the playoffs you don't want to be doing that for too much longer you got to get on a roll now and you got to solidify a spot in the division like you need to to, to secure and it's going to be tough because minnesota's right there with you but you don't want to be keep, keep doing this seesaw battle with we're in and out of the playoff spot you got to start hitting a stride right now it starts wearing on you and it yeah. starts wearing on the fan base and then the home home ice advantage starts being a little strained and you start losing your resources. Like you have to get back on the track. Yeah. And if you can win it, if you can do it against Tampa, that you can rally around that. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah, this was, remember that this isn't the feeling of winning the Stanley cup, but this is the team that we beat to win the Stanley cup. And you know, maybe that just gets into your head and, and that starts something. So let's hope yeah. for that. Uh, one more piece of business to get to today, and that is our sound check. Haven't had one of these in a while, man. So because of, of the break. So uh, Kyle and I pick uh, two songs that we feel best summarize the most recent game. In this case, obviously the Avalanche and Pittsburgh, and we throw these songs up on a uh, playlist over on Spotify. So just uh, go on Spotify and search LOA Sound Check. This is Volume Two. And uh, Volume 1, obviously, is still up there. If you want to follow that, feel free. What do you got for this game here, sir? <clears throat> this is not just for this game, but everything going forward. You went into this game against Pittsburgh and walked out with one point in overtime. Hmm. Arctic Monkeys, one-point perspective. Everything <laughs> matters from this point forward. Like, yes, this loss stings, but then you immediately start thinking about where do we sit in the standings? This is mm -hmm. what we were talking about Monday. You are now looking at the leaderboard, the standings. Why in the world are, is Minnesota above us when the records are the same? The narratives, they're everywhere. Yeah. One point yeah. perspective, it would have been 
a quiet, positive run if you would have got two. Yeah, and you, you, it's, you wanted to come out of that break with a nice win, and that yep. would have been a nice win on the road. You played great for most of it. So, yeah, that, that's a good pick. For me, um, I went with a, a kind of a deep-cut Aerosmith song from their Nine Lives album. Very underrated album, if you ask me. I like this came out in my high school days and I wasn't a huge Aerosmith fan. Like I, you liked Aerosmith. Yeah. How can you not like Aerosmith? It's not like I, I, you know, collected every album that they came out with. But when this album dropped that nine lives album, I'm like, all right, Aerosmith, I, I, I can get down with you. I like this. I warmed up to them when they had guitar hero Aerosmith. Oh, that's right. I forgot about guitar. Hero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had that so, like, yeah, I know of them. I know their songs. Oh, yeah. No, but playing yeah. that, I was like, okay. Yeah. I respect these guys. Yes. So uh, this is from the Nine Lives album, and it's called Something's Gotta Give. And I, I just feel like we're at the stage of the season where, yeah, something has got to give. And it's it's got to be the Avalanche just hitting a stride. And if you can't do it, you know, by the end of this month, you're really cutting it close. And I don't want this season to go up to, you know, at, uh, while that was fun, the the last game against uh, St. Louis, and it was winner gets into the playoffs. I, I can't go through that. Like, you don't want to do that when you're the Stanley Cup defending champ. So uh, I do. I just feel like something has got to give with this team, and uh, getting on a good roll is, is that. And you don't want to do it this year because we end the year on a back-to-back in Nashville. So... What's the what's the first game of it? Winnipeg, at home. Jeez. Oh, so it's and home in Winnipeg, and then uh, and then away in. Nashville. I mean, in a way that's good because it's two division games, and you might you know I'm assuming Nashville's going to be below you, but that that first one against Winnipeg, that's going to be a doozy. And if so. Nashville's got nothing left to play for, oh, it could be. Mm, yeah. Right. We're getting too far ahead, sir. <laughs> We're getting too far ahead. We're going to wait on that. All right, everyone, uh, that is going to wrap it up for today. So uh, thank you for sticking with us and uh, on our bye day. Um, but we will be back tomorrow. I don't know if we're going to hook up with Denker here and maybe do a crossover mm. after the game's over. We'll see. We'll see. If not, we'll do another one later with him. But uh, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. Enjoy the game, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.